Stu does America, the state of the race. Welcome to the state of the race. It is January 30th, 2024, 280 days until the general election, 35 days until Super Tuesday, and 25 days until the South Carolina primary. Coming up on today's episode, a ruling in a legal case that is actually favorable for Donald Trump. Does Nikki Haley have the cash to keep going? And one candidate says, despite the rumors, they are not dropping out. We'll get into all of that on today's episode. Now let's look at our key metrics, and we can talk a little bit about South Carolina, though it's weeks away, and really we have no new polling information. Just to give you a picture of the race, right now, the Real Clear Politics average has it about a 30-point gap between Donald Trump and Nikki Haley. But this polling is old, and really, there's not much to learn from that. If you want to look at the prediction markets, it's showing about a 92% chance that Donald Trump will win. Honestly, it does seem like he will definitely win this race unless something major changes in the polls. The question is, does Nikki Haley show enough to keep going? We'll get into that here in just a little while. I also want to take a quick look at who's going to win the U.S. presidential election. Projecting past the primaries here for a second, we obviously know the primary season has been kind of dull, kind of a bore. This hasn't been a, a serious primary season, at least not yet. So if you look forward, what do you see between Biden and Trump, at least as far as the prediction markets go? And what do they see as the possibility of somebody else popping up and having a chance to win the actual presidency? Well, no real surprise at the top of the heap is Donald Trump and also Joe Biden at about a 47% chance each that they will win the presidency. Now, you're seeing polling a little bit ahead of that. You're seeing Trump actually leading in most of the national polls. But this, of course, is accounting for people wondering if the Electoral College will break in favor of Joe Biden or if maybe Biden has a better run after the general election is more locked down than it is right now. Uh, the other people who are actually still listed are people like Gavin Newsom and Nikki Haley, even RFK Jr. and Kamala Harris. They're all below 10%, but they're still showing up as the outlier possibility. And look, can you see Kamala Harris potentially being the nominee with Joe Biden's health and the way his mind seems to be fading? Sure, it's it's possible. Uh, RFK Jr. I think is a real long shot as an independent, but he's listed as well. And of course, Nikki Haley has that outside shot of pulling out the nomination. Less likely to be in a normal circumstance, but who knows with all the legal challenges and attacks going on against Donald Trump. It's time now for our candidate updates, and we start with Donald Trump. You know, we've been focusing a lot on the legal situations with Donald Trump, and so many of these are sometimes the odds are long of Donald Trump being able to clear these legal matters largely because of the areas that they're happening or the juries he's going to pull. It's going to be a tough uphill battle. We captured this, I think, pretty well with Josh Hammer last night on Studios America. I'd encourage you to go back and listen uh, to that interview. But every once in a while, Donald Trump gets a good ruling from the courts. It happened very, very recently as a former IRS consultant was actually convicted of leaking former President Donald Trump's tax returns, as well as the filings of thousands of other wealthy people to the news media. Uh, this guy, his last name's Little John, he, his lawyers had asked for leniency. They were hoping that 
he could get between 12 and 18 months. They said at the time he believed that he had the right to know and the public had the right to know how much Trump and other people paid in taxes. Now, he's totally wrong on that. He does not have the right to know. Donald Trump can release his taxes if he wants to release his taxes. The same thing with other rich people. Just because you got a couple commas in your bank account doesn't mean everybody gets to see how much you make. Little John has since come to the realization uh, that he regrets leaking this information. Uh, at least that's what his representatives told the court. So what happened? Did he get the 12 to 18 months that he wanted for leniency? Actually, no. Uh, in fact, the person who leaked Donald Trump's taxes got five years in prison. Nikki Haley is not having money problems, at least not yet. She's going on a big fundraising tour here as she prepares for the South Carolina primary. She has 10 fundraisers scheduled in just the next two weeks, including California, Florida, New York, and Texas. Uh, she'll be in New York City coming up for an event that, in, that includes the guy, one of the, Ken Langone, one of the founders of Home Depot, who was a supporter initially, but did not want to keep throwing money down a rat hole, that was his quote, if uh, she did not show well in New Hampshire. So seemingly money might still be coming from that source. Haley has raised $4 million in online donations just since New Hampshire, according to Axios, including $1 million in the 24 hours after Donald Trump threatened her donors with being permanently barred from Trump world if they continue to support her. Um, they've announced a $50 million. This is the pack, the super PAC that's supporting her. $50 million in the second half of 2023. The likelihood is that she's going to have plenty of cash to keep going for a long time. Joe Biden is still running. He's still doing what he does, still acting like Bidenomics is super successful and everybody should be happy with his performance. Unfortunately, they are not. Biden has an average approval rating of 39.8%. That is the second worst average among every president over the past 68 years, coming in just ahead of Jimmy Carter's 37.4% approval rating. And Carter's have a, had a really a rough year. It's, it's unfair. To, to hold him down and to tell him he's even worse than Joe Biden. I mean, that's just not nice. The guy's an old man. Can we let him, can we let him age in peace? And finally, Marianne Williamson. Yes, still in the race, letting everybody know that today. She says she was speaking with volunteers about whether or not to continue her campaign, and that link was shared. So what she is saying now is, yeah, sure, it sounded like she should probably drop out, but she says... Quote, I have not and I am not suspending the campaign. I simply shared the, the questions involved, which any candidacy would be dealing with. I was candid about discussing the challenges that a grassroots campaign faces at such a moment like this. Believe nothing unless you've heard it from me. Now, not every campaign talks about ending their campaign. A lot of campaigns, at least the ones that are winning, don't really worry about that. But not really the case with Marianne Williamson. She lost by 15 in New Hampshire. To Dean Phillips. She lost by 60 to Donald Trump. So things not going that well. Maybe some more crystals and essential oils will help that out. And finally, on today's focus, we look at Joe Biden and the border. And we know that there has been all sorts of stuff going on. Biden has been suing Texas. They're going back and forth in the courts. Biden is trying to get some sort of bipartisan deal through. And of course, the politics of this wind up being pretty clear. 
you think, well, why would Joe Biden want some sort of border deal that's going to make border security tighter? He's shown no appetite for this his entire career, really, at least since, since like the 90s. Um, so why is he all of a sudden Mr. Border Security? Well, the politics of this are pretty interesting as you go into the presidential campaign. You know, Joe Biden, if he can come up with some sort of border deal that doesn't change the border all that much, but screams bipartisanship, he can go to the American people and say, hey, look, we took a swing at this. I worked with Republicans and we've made a real difference on the border, even if, of course, it didn't. If the Republicans don't go along with it, well, that's maybe even better for Biden because he doesn't lose the border situation uh, that he wants, which seemingly is very close to open borders. But also he gets to blame Republicans for not coming on board for that border deal. The politics for Trump are similar. There's no real incentives for him to want this border deal because why give a an election year win to Joe Biden when likely this is he's not going to really enforce it anyway. You're not going to get a lot of good results out of it. And at the end of the day, he wants to be president of the United States. He believes he can solve the border problem if he gets in. So why give Joe Biden that win? I mean, the chances of a real border deal coming down are very, very small. But the chances of Joe Biden trying to find a way out of this problem are very real. You know, I've been doing this for a long time now. I've been doing the show with Glenn for over 20 years. Uh, going back to the late 90s. And throughout that entire time, a very consistent subject to talk about when you're on conservative media is going to be the border. Conservatives have been frustrated about this forever, for as long as I can remember, long before Donald Trump, long before George W. Bush, going back as far as you can remember, conservatives looked at the border and said, this is a lawless situation. We're letting millions of people in. We don't know who they are. They could commit crimes. They could commit terrorism. They could have economic effects we're not factoring in. It's just not right. People should be following the law. Well, that's not always been the case with the wider public. A lot of people have been more lenient than conservatives have been, and it hasn't always been a huge winning issue. Right now, though, it is. The situation at the U.S.-Mexico border among all voters, this is not just conservatives, 45% say it's a crisis, 30% say it's very serious. So three quarters of voters say it's very serious or a crisis. Another 18% say it's somewhat serious. So now you're at, what, 93% of voters, only 7% of voters think this is not much of a problem. Now you might say, well, if you look at the situation, obviously not much of a problem does not describe it. But this is polling. Like People don't always answer, honestly. They don't answer... Uh, when they're actually judging what's going on in the border most of the time, you know, a lot of people pick their their sides and they act as if uh, their side is right and the other side is wrong. That's a terrible, terrible number, and it's much worse than it was even back a few months ago. In May, only 38% said it was a crisis. Now it's up to 45%. This is all according to a YouGov poll. Immigrants in your local area have been 40 uh, increasing. That's 40% decreasing only 25%, and that includes staying the same as well. So again, people noticing the problem and noticing the problem is getting worse. And immigrants across the border uh, during the Biden administration, what should they do? Should they be tougher? Well, 63% say they should be tougher on the border. Only That's up from 55% in September. It's going the wrong direction 
for Joe Biden. Should it be easier? Well, that was 19% in September, now down to 16%. And I don't know what could be easier. I don't know, maybe they could build like one of those electric walkways to just get people over the border faster. Maybe a water slide from one side of the Rio Grande to the other. I don't know what could make it easier. But right now, very few people believe it should be easier. And only 21% of voters think this is being handled correctly. This is as catastrophic as you could see on a divisive issue. Sometimes you see polling that is not, you know, on a, something that's not that big uh, of a divisive issue. You know, even something that is, you know, divisive among academics or economists like the minimum wage is something that's so overwhelmingly popular. You might see polls like this uh, here and there. But when you talk about something like this, that is, a, you're talking about the situation at the border. These are people, not, not ideologues. They're not looking at this and saying, well... I believe the border should be handled this way or, or that way. What they're looking at is, oh my gosh, this is nuts. What's going on at the border is a catastrophe and we need to do something about it. And man, it does not seem like the guy at, up top has any capability of doing that. We will continue to watch the polls on the border. It is the number one issue for voters right now. And we will continue to watch it as we get closer and closer to the election. Thank you so much for tuning in to State of the Race. We'll probably have another uh, episode later this week. Right now, we're kind of in a lull with the South Carolina race a few weeks away, and there not being a super serious contest for the nomination at this point. So we will be updating you with news and stuff while it happens, and then give you another episode probably a couple of weeks until we get closer to the election and everything starts picking up. Thanks so much for tuning in to State of the Race and check out Stu Does America as well. Also, I'll be doing the radio show, I believe, with Pat Gray today. So that'll be a lot of fun if you have a chance to check that out. Thanks for tuning in.